Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Give me some other gifts. We've seen them all over social media. People gifted scooters and all this other stuff. Give me some other gifts that were in the Steeler locker room. I couldn't even tell you who opened the gift, but he received like one of those small Bluetooth speakers and then a <laughs> electric toothbrush. <laughs> All right, guys, it's another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. Hopefully you guys are nice and warm after the cold game we had. I am, of course, your host, number 97, Cam Hayward. And with him, as always, my producer and longtime friend, Hayden Walsh, who was probably pretty warm since he watched the game. How are you doing, buddy? I am much warmer than you were. That place looked freezing on Saturday night. Um, <laughs> I'm doing good. Georgia was cold, but I'm doing good. Had a great Christmas. How was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Um, you know, we got to play Christmas Eve and um, good thing we won because then I got to enjoy Christmas and uh, got home late, um, texted you and I had to finish up pa- uh, wrapping gifts. And so I jumped on that. Then by three o'clock, I was in bed and thinking about Santa's got to come soon. So the kids are going to be up soon. So, um, you know, then the next day we just got to relax and enjoy the family. How much sleep do you think you got Christmas Eve from when you got home till the kids woke you up? It's crazy. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just coming off a wind like that or, you know, my body just being in a state of just like trying to recover. Uh, man, I think I only got like two hours of sleep. Uh, and so the next day we put on like a Christmas uh, story and I'm over there just falling asleep the whole time because I can't even function. But, you know, everybody got some really good gifts. I got a, a really cool gift that when I got home, my wife surprised me and got me uh, one of those uh, really small Christmas villages. I've always like dreamed of having one of those. Um, and she got me all these different ones. My favorite, though, was the uh, Christmas vacation one. It was the one with Clark, Clark Griswold and had Eddie in his trailer. Uh, and Clark's trying to uh, actually put up all the lights. So... It's really cool. It lights up. Uh, there's not much you can get for me, but I, I like that that she went out of the way to find something I would like. So she set the whole thing up for when you got home. Yes, yeah, set the whole thing up. Oh God, that had to take oh. her forever. Did she have help from the kids or somebody? Hopefully, the, the kids helped her a lot, uh, and you know it kept them busy for most of the night. I don't think they wanted to watch too much of the game, but uh, they love setting it up. It, it was it was awesome. It was really thought out and put together. I couldn't ask for a better gift. Um, But we also had a white elephant uh, for the D-line and outside linebackers room. Uh, And we had some pretty cool gifts. Um, I I knew one of my teammates wanted a puppy. And so I got a puppy for white elephant and put it out there. Uh, And, you know, it was funny because the dog didn't arrive on time. I had wrapped up the uh, crate, and so nobody knew what it was. Uh, and one of our teammates, Malik Reed, uh, picked up the crate and opened it. And he was like, "You're serious? You got a dog?" And like, <laughs> and like he's expecting soon, so a baby soon. Uh, so he was like, uh, "I don't know if a dog and a baby are going to be uh, okay. My wife's going to kill me." And I was just like, tough, you're going to be stuck with it. 
But we knew uh, Larry Golgan Joby was going to take the dog. So he stole her from Malik Reed. Uh, it was a really good gift that ended up working out pretty well. I was about to say, you're getting somebody a dog. Like, that. that's a gift that probably you need to talk to their significant other, or at least whoever they live with. Right. Um, what kind of dog was it? It was a Bernese Mountain Dog. Oh, so wow. It was, it, it was 12 weeks old, but... Man, 12 weeks old for a Bernie's, those things are humongous. So uh, it well, was it was pretty crazy. <laughs> that too. So you went and got him a humongous dog. Like, did he at least give you the type of dog he wanted so you yes, knew what to get? Yes. Okay. He okay. told me what type of dog he wanted. If, if so... you just sprung a dog up on me like that, that I had to take care of, like that I didn't know and it was huge, like I would have loved it. But that would have been like, dude, come on. Like, I know. You know, at first it was going to, I was going to get a, a puppy for TJ. And he was like, yeah, we were thinking about getting a red lab. And, you know, I was like, I'm going to get it for you. Just hold on. And then, like, he talked it over his wife. And she was like, we can't do it right now. We want to get in the off season." And so I was like, all right. And then somehow me and Larry got talking. And he said, yeah, I'd take a dog. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get you a dog. You just better be ready. And so I got him a Bernie's Mountain Dog like he liked. And, um, you know, he had the deal. He got it on Friday played with the dog. Uh, then we had a late night game, so he probably got to go home and play with the dog. Had to leave, then come back to the dog, but uh, he's having some fun. <laughs> Any other, well, give me some other gifts. We've seen them all over social media, people gifted scooters and all this other stuff. Give me some other gifts that were in the Steeler locker room. Oh, well, I personally got a, I got a huge, like, fat scooter that looks like a motorcycle almost. It's really freaking cool. So it's at the facility right now. I got to figure out a way to get it home, but man, it, it's going to be a fun little toy for me to play with. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, the funniest, the DBs had one, uh, and I won't put on any names because uh, one guy opened a gift. Uh, who opened the gift? I couldn't even tell you who opened the gift, but he received like one of those small Bluetooth speakers and then a <laughs> electric toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was just like, you know, everybody put like minimums on everything and thought like all oh, the gifts were going to be good. And like, he's like, dude, I got, a, I got a toothbrush. What are you trying to say? <laughs> so like, luckily in the D line and outside linebacker room, all the gifts were great. We had a Traeger gr grills. Um, one guy did a Louis bottle, uh, iPads, um, what else? iPads, a uh, MacBook. Um, oh, Christopher Wormley, he put out there, he put a uh, poker table with a cocktail machine. So mm. that was a pretty, you know, there were some really good gifts and everybody uh, was pretty uh, thought out with their gifts. Who do you think is the best gift giver you've ever played with? Tyson Alwalu. Really? Yes. What's he, give me some examples of what he's given out before. Well, last year we didn't do white elephant. We just did secret Santa. So you just had to find a gift. And for me, he got me a turbo man, uh, from jingle all the way. And then on, he was like, Oh, your other gifts downstairs. You have to go grab it. And so I go downstairs. This dude got me a freaking golf cart. I was not ready for that. So say, yeah, I remember that. Cause I'm like, you said you got the scooter. I'm like, didn't you get the golf cart last year for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I got other ways of transportation now, so it should be pretty fun when you come up here.
Yeah, we could maybe race the golf cart and the scooter and see who wins or something like yes. that. Yeah, man. So Tyson's the best gift giver. Do you want to go who's the worst gift giver? Is it Connor Hayward? Is that who got the electric toothbrush? Go ahead and say it. Is it no, him? Con- I, I, I would be very disappointed if Connor got the toothbrush, but he didn't. Um, I was saying years, Pat, we, we've had some really bad. Dan McCullers, uh, <laughs> Isaiah Bugs. What are the gifts, though? Like, what are they oh. giving? Like, one year dan got uh tyson uh he got him like it was like a polaroid camera from walmart and then it was just like it wasn't even wrapped it was still in like the bag and just like he tried to tie it tight so there weren't a lot of it wasn't a good gift and then like like bugs a couple years ago um what did he do he uh he got like this guy's shoes, but then didn't even meet the minimum of what we were saying everybody had to spend. So we were like, guys, like, like it just ruined the secret Santa for some guys. So we always had to pick up the slack when it came to that. Yeah, that would be so bad if somebody goes under the minimum. I get that gift. And then I look over and Cam's got a scooter or a golf cart or something like that. Yeah, that would not be everyone's got to play their part in the secret Santa, right? Yes. Yes. We even got our coaches to play. So, you know. Coach Dunbar, um, he, he put together – I think he did – what did he do? I want to say he did like a cigar set. So, you know, everybody comes with like really creative ideas. It's just about spending time with it. Well, cool. Well, I'm glad that they were able to have the good uh, Secret Santa or White Elephant, whatever you guys call it up there. But uh, mm-hmm. how? give us reaction, man. How was the Raiders game? Huge emotional night. Obviously, you carried out the, the Franco flag to, at the end of the announcements or player announcements. How was the game, and how did you feel you played? Uh, you know, I think, you know, it was such an emotional game. Um, you know, whether it was – uh, I didn't even get to see the ceremony at half, but I heard that was beautiful. Um, you know, Pat Fryerman was coming up with the idea to let everybody wear jerseys um, in honor of Franco. Um, you know, I got asked to – uh, bring the flag out. So uh, just to tip our cap to, you know, the man and the person he was off the field as well. Um, it was pretty special to be a part of. Um, and then, you know, it being in the, the 50th anniversary of these two teams meeting, um, you know, it, it was a, it was a, a gritty grindy type of game. Uh, there wasn't a lot, wasn't a lot of points, um, but you know, we were able to come out on top. Uh, I thought we were more physical in the game and um, ma- made some really big plays, whether it's turnovers and um, interceptions, um, getting the touchdown late from uh, Kenny uh, to GP um, was huge. Um, and, you know, we just, I thought we, we played a, a decent game. Um, personally, I just thought um, I was not going to lose this game. <laughs> you know, there was too much of that stuff going on and, you know, I vowed to myself we weren't going to lose. Yeah, you played great. I mean, there's no other way around it. You played one of your best games of the year. And I think, too, the thing that you have to be the most proud of is holding Josh Jacobs in check. What was the key to that? He's, I think he was the league's leading rusher when they came into the game. 15 mm-hmm. rushes, 44 yards. How important was that, and what did you guys do to stop him? Man, it's a 11-man job. 11-man job. It's not one guy. Um, everybody's got to be responsible for their gaps. we got to get off blocks, hustle to the ball. Um, and I just felt like every time uh, there was a run, it wasn't just one guy. It was multiple guys to the pile. 
Uh, and you got to do that versus good running backs. Uh, and uh, that's a testament to them. But, you know, it wasn't even just stopping Josh Jacobs. It was, you know, trying to contain the other guys too, Devontae Adams, uh, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Uh, they're very explosive on offense. And so um, there were points in that game where our offense wasn't necessarily clicking. So the defense needed to get off field and not really surrender any points uh, because, you know, you're just – you're kind of trading field position at that point. Uh, and I just think we did a great job on defense – sustaining that and making sure we got off the field and uh, give our, our guys one more chance to go out there and win it. You know, you look at that last series before the offense went out, uh, Mike T put us back on the field and punted. Um, and, you know, we haven't been successful at that in a couple games this year. Uh, but when we are successful at that, we give ourselves another opportunity. Um, and Najee, Pat Fryermuth, uh, George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson and that offensive line were all responsible for getting the ball down the field and uh, setting us up to get a touchdown. I'm glad you mentioned Devontae Adams. Holding him to two for 15 yards is unbelievable. How is it that you guys could stop their two best offensive players? Like, what was the key to stopping Devontae? The secondary played great. Secondary played great. Um, you know, you're definitely going to put coverage over top of him, never let him feel comfortable and feel like he's always got a one-on-one um, that on the back end is, is very hard to do. Um, but to help that, you got to make sure you get pressure up front. And I thought we got pressure from a multitude of guys. Um, when you can do that and mix up your coverages, uh, you can never feel like they're just going to continue to keep throwing at them. Yeah. And, and I'm glad you mentioned the offense. They were able to get the touchdown late. Um, but then we had Steve Smith starting a little drama here, calling the offense very Saturday ish. Um, is that bulletin board material or you guys kind of just like brushing it off? It's just Steve Smith doing his job and calling it like he sees it. He calls it like he sees it. Um, you know, the bulletin board material, um, I don't know if that really applies. Um, but I think, you know, it, it was just not enough earlier start to how we wanted to start the game. Um, I know offense wants to put points on the board. Um, and we really didn't up to that point, you know, not only having six points, through three quarters is not, you know, successful as an offense. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're they're looking for ways to correct that. Uh, but at the end of the day, we got the job done. Um, and Saturday-ish, Sunday-ish, as long as we get the Ws, that's all that matters. Yeah, and I think we've talked all year. You guys are going to have to play complementary football to win. A younger quarterback or a new quarterback, the defense was the highest paid unit. They were going to need to do their part all year. So the offense might be the way it is just because it's a young group on the offensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I think the offense is going to go through growing pains. And if you can go through growing pains and still win, that is a, a good remedy and a good formula for that team reaching its potential one day. Yeah, and I got to ask, how cold was it? Be honest with me. I saw dudes wearing sleeves, like TJ had on sleeves, and I was telling everybody that they can't wear sleeves, and then TJ came out with sleeves. I'm like, I guess they can't wear sleeves. It must be cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, you know, for me, it just same stuff you usually wear, and then I was putting on warm skin and uh, Vaseline. Um, you know, my wife, it kept going through my head. My wife just kept telling me, please just come home with all your limbs because it is going to be very cold. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm psyching her out. I'm just like, man, I'm ready for this. I love these type of games. And she's just like, 
what's going on with you? Like, why are you so excited about like going into this cold weather? I'm like, because you're over here, psych- you're over here, like psych yourself out. I'm like, I look forward to these. This is where, you know, like football is made to be playing like these extreme temperatures. Like you got to be on, you got to be able to go with the, the environment and, you know, not let the environment affect how you're going to play. Yeah. Okay. But how quickly are you putting on the jacket once the possession ends for defense? You're just running over there into the jacket, right? I wasn't. I, I, really? I was. I was full tilt in it. Once I was on the field, I was like, "So be it." You know, I, I, I like wasn't like jumping to get on to anything. I, I enjoyed it. Like, you got to be able to withstand some stuff because there's one thing you got to understand: you're going through it, but the other team is too. And so if we're both going to be out here, I'm going to make sure you feel this way more than I feel this. And, you know, I'm going to make sure every hit hits a little bit harder and you feel it and that pain, you know, it's the worst when your hands start to hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I want to make sure your hands hurt before mine do. Well, and I'm actually curious about that because obviously they play in a dome in Vegas. Do you think that that definitely affected them not dealing, dealing with the cold very well? I don't know. I, I just got word. Uh, I think Connor was telling me that they had guys come out early before the game that weren't wearing anything and, you know, had their shirts off. So they were trying to, you know, psych themselves up as well. But, man, uh, you know, I like the thing. You you stay in this weather, you're going to be ready for this weather. It's kind of hard to simulate when you're all the way on the West Coast. Yeah, no. I mean, it looked freezing. Um, it really did look <laughs> cold. I mean, I, watching it, the fans – they were out there, but man, they some of them looked miserable out there. I, I don't know if I could have made it through that whole one. You could have. You could have. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Well, let's move on to Sunday here. Did you, were you able to watch any of the games, or were you just chilling out, getting some sleep? I'm going to be honest with you. I did not turn on the TV at all besides to watch Christmas movies. Everything else, everything sports-related did not exist on Christmas Day. <laughs> okay, well, that's fine. We could fill you in a little bit of stuff. Have you heard yeah, the news yeah. about um, uh, Coach Hackett with the Broncos being re- relieved of his duties after a 50, I believe, 114 game on Sunday against the Rams? Not a very good look. Yeah, uh, you know, the Broncos season hasn't gone to plan, and um, someone was going to have to answer for that, uh, you know, whether it was Russell Wilson or Coach Hackett. Um, you know, you never know how that's going to play out, but when you pay so much money to a guy like Russell Wilson, um, the coach might be more at fault for that. And you look at all the things you would see on the sidelines in multiple games. um, You know, someone's got to get a hold of that. And hopefully uh, that doesn't continue to happen. Well, I think back to week one, you know, when they were on the Manning cast and it was fourth and five, they let the clock run down. They didn't go for it. They'd reluctant to kick a long field goal. It just looked like then that maybe he was – in a job that was too big for him. Um, I just think though, 15 games in seems really quick to fire somebody. Um, did you forget what happened last year? Uh, Urban Meyer got fired. Well, <laughs> and, and I agree with that, but there was a lot more going on there where you had mm. the bar incident, the kicking of the kicker incident or whatever. Like this just seemed like a guy who maybe they just made the wrong hire. I know there's a new ownership group there, so they have a different standard they want to live by, but 15 games. And I guess you're right. You can't do anything with Russell Wilson, the dead cap, mm-hmm. the way it works. You paid him all the money. You, you tried, sent all the draft picks to Seattle. So, right. Yeah, you know, the amount of draft capital that was gained for the Seattle Seahawks uh, is, you know, you can't go back on that at this point. 
uh, maybe a year or two down the road, you, you can maybe say, hey, we'll cut Russ. But uh, the draft capital, um, the money you paid him, that's hard to just walk away from after one year. So, um, you know, now you're hearing rumblings about uh, Coach pa- Sean Payton getting in the mix and bringing um, the D.C. Vic Fangio along, too. Um, you know, I think that could be really um, worthwhile and could really change some things up there because, um, you know, C- Coach Payton, he's an offensive guru. He knows how to scheme guys open. Uh, with a guy like Jerry Judy, you can do a lot with um, – you know, I think they still got to continue to build out the roster a lot more, and it might just have to be addressed during free agency because they don't have those picks like they want to. And so uh, you you trade guys like Noah Fanaway, who would have been very good going forward, but, man, that trade looks terrible now when you see all that they give away um, and didn't really give Russ a lot to work with, um, you know. And so you're really just trying to um, – you know, see what you can do going forward. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it too, the draft pick they gave up to Seattle would be the third overall pick this year. Um, so you're not going to have much draft capital to deal with. Now, I do want to know, you understand the game a lot better than me and understand offenses and players. Would Sean Payton mm-hmm. and Russell Wilson be a good fit? I think it would be a very good fit. Um, you know, I think Sean Payton, um, he can dial up anything, but I think uh, it's about understanding the players. And understand what you got. You know, I think Russell Wilson was always compared to like a Drew Brees type uh, for his height. Um, And maybe they're able to mix up some things, um, you know, but I definitely think uh, they got to get more receiving help. Um, And because Coach Payton, he's been able to have some really good receivers over the year. Uh, Marcus Colston always reminds me of what he had had in New Orleans, who, who was from Hofstra. And then Coach Payton just put him on the map, and he was all over the place. And he was always wide open. Does that fulfill your role with Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy. Um, but I think you got to reestablish the run game. I know they had a lot of injuries in the running running back room, so you look for that to improve. Um, and I just hopefully Coach Payton and Russell Wilson get on the same page going forward if it does happen. Well, let me ask you this. Now, there's another team that has been rumored to be maybe in the market for a coach at the end of the season. That's Arizona. What's a better fit for Sean Payton? Cardinals with Kyler Murray and those that receiving core or the Broncos? Ooh. <laughs> um, you know, I think the best receiver out of both of those teams is DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, but going forward, uh, I don't know if I really like you got Hollywood Brown there too, man, and James Conner. Like, and and I believe Ertz is hurt now, but he's going to come back. Like, they have the skill guys you'd like. They do, um, and maybe it's just me. Who would you rather have as your quarterback, Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is going to be a Sean Payton question. I can't answer that. Uh, you know, I think Russell Wilson has won an MVP. I mean, won a a Super Bowl. So, you know, you would lean towards that way, but Kyler's got, you know, skill and youth on the side. So you never know. Well, I'd say to Russell won a Super Bowl with an elite defense. Um, I know he was a good player, but I, mm-hmm. I think those defenses in Seattle would have a lot to say of why they were in the Super Bowl so many years. Um, hey, Denver's got a pretty good defense too. Timeout. And I'm glad you brought that up. Denver just cost me a chance to go to the fantasy football championships by going <laughs> negative four 
giving up 45 points. I lost by one point because Denver couldn't even get a zero. So I am done with the Denver defense. Get out of here, okay? <laughs> you want to get me passionate about something? I, don't, I know nobody cares about my fantasy team. They just lost me. I, I can't even talk about it anymore. I, it's so frustrating what Denver did on Saturday, on Sunday. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I know really you don't, don't care, care about your fantasy league. Um, and I'm sure our viewers don't either. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me an outlet though. I need, I need to get this out. I want to go rip something and destroy something because what the Denver defense did jump on Madden, bro. And just start all over. I am going to have to for sure. With Caesar Sportsbook and Casino, every bet earns with Caesar Rewards. That means whether you win or lose, you're always earning towards perks like free stays at iconic Caesar properties, game tickets, dining, and more. And if you haven't started yet, here's a reminder. Your first bet is on Caesars. Up to $1,250, download the app with promo code OMAHAFULL and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. 21 plus only offer valid must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only new users. First $10 wager only must register with eligible promo code Bet amount of quality wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss maximum bet credit $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe Bossier City in Harrah's, New Orleans, Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harrah's, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Or, West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh my! The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and foam fingers, there's the food, and nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckridge smoked sausage. They are naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices, from buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese. Eckridge smoked sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to your tailgate meals. Visit Eckridge.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. All right, well, you got flexed out Sunday. 
You're you're playing Sunday flex, night now. You got flexed in. Well, flexed that's in. I'm sorry. Right. Flexed, flexed in. in. Sorry about flexed that. Flexed out for the Cincinnati game, and now we're flexed back in for the Sunday night football game. So, it it, it all comes around, and you know, I I'm looking forward to the game, no matter when it's played. Uh, we need to, uh, you know, that last game we played against them leaves a sour taste in your mouth on defense, um, and you know, looking forward to playing that game. Yeah, I mean, we know what the what the number one thing is this week, right? It's stopping the run. Um, stopping what, the damn run. What do stopping you need to do different, run. Cam? What do you need to do different this week than you did a couple weeks ago when you played them? Because I'm not going to lie. Stay in my damn gap. Well, That's yeah, what you I need to do. I've, I did, listen, I wasn't going to call you Stay in my, my damn day. gap. Is that <laughs> what you wanted to hear? Yeah, I need to stop the freaking run. I need to stay in my gap and sh- stop trying to do too damn much. Uh, Simple you know, as that. I was gonna go more unit, but I but I do know the play you're referring to, and I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, do we think Lamar's gonna play this week or what? I'll be ready for both of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think uh, Lamar. I think he's got to get back sooner or later. You don't want to just throw him in for the playoffs. So, um, you know, we know this type of game is you got to be able. The defense is gonna win. You, it was a sixteen to fourteen game last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, whatever defense makes the most plays is going to win. They had more turnovers last time. Um, and we weren't able to run the ball on our, on offense. And then they were able to run the ball, but we didn't get any turnovers. So those are the storylines. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, like coach Tomlin likes to say, install kick-ass on, on Monday. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. You can be honest with me right now though. You're a little annoyed you got flexed to Sunday night in Baltimore where you're like, I ain't getting home till like three o'clock in the morning. This is just an honest moment between two friends. I love night games. I'm just letting you know. I, I That is what, like, that brings me back to like Friday night games and high school, Saturday night games and college. Now you got Sunday night games. If you're running away from night games because, oh, it's too late, I don't want to hear from you <laughs> because I will be up for that game. Um, night games... I know we have a, a a tough schedule to make the playoffs, but man, you're giving us a chance. Um, and I'm going to try to take advantage of it as much as possible. So night games, wherever we got to play, you got to look forward to it. Well, I'd say too, I mean, the, and I'm glad you brought up the playoff thing. Like that thing is coming together nicer than it. Like it, it's, it's a long shot still, but it's not as crazy as I think it was maybe three weeks ago after the loss to the Ravens, right? Like you guys got yeah. a shot. You just got to keep playing and try to win every game you can. It doesn't work without us winning. Yeah. And so I look at it as I can't look around. I just got to take care of my business. And I mean, staying in my damn gap. Yeah. Well, isn't there a little bit to playing a little spoiler too? You're trying to ruin the Ravens chances of winning the division. You'd love to do that and knock them out of the division championship race, right? I don't really look to play spoiler. I just look to, you know, we got to win games. Um, and they're just in the way right now. Um, the schedule is made. Um, if they win the the AFC crown, so be it. We're just trying to find a way to punch our ticket in the playoffs, and that means taking care of business. Okay. You got a weather update? How cold is it going to be there Sunday night? I don't know, but I can't think it was anything crazier than what we just played. So No, <laughs> we'll dude. Last week was insane. I don't know. It hit everywhere, though. You weren't alone, okay? It was, it was, it was the, the coldest game for Akershire Stadium. Is So it officially was? Yes. Man, and they had all those guys sitting in the middle of the field, sitting there watching Franco's video. I'm like, man, I appreciate it, but we could move that thing inside. 
Yeah, I felt bad for Mean Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all out there, man. They had everybody out there and stuff. And I will say, uh, Steeler fans were pissed at the NFL Network. They, they, um, I don't know if you heard this. They went away from the Franco montage, and I'm like, they're like in the middle of this thing, and totally just went to a commercial break. I don't know what they were doing. Oh man, um, that's very disappointing. But if you do want to check it out, it is on uh, the Steelers. Uh, Twitter handle and it can be found. Um, so I, that's really mind boggling that they would mess up something like that, but there's a, uh, there's some opportunities to still watch it. Yeah. Did you watch his football life on Friday? I did not. I did. It was good. It was emotional. Definitely, definitely had out all the, the tears and stuff. It was tough to get there knowing that, you know, he had just passed, but it was, it was really cool. You need to check it out when you get a chance. I will. I'll make yeah. sure I will. Add that to the list of Love is Blind or whatever else you're watching right now. And you can uh and you can we can we can do a recap of it next week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um did you hear about your fellow draft classmate? Yes, I just heard um uh, one of the guys that, you know, has been balling for so long in our league, um, three time defensive player of the year, um, JJ Watt is retiring. Um, you know, it's funny. He, he like, uh, DM me out of nowhere and was just like, uh, congrats on the game and, you know, um, uh, keep going, never stop. And, you know, I, I'm like, you keep going, never stop. And then he, 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 he's calling it quits. And, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I've always appreciated, you know, um, getting to know JJ and TJ. We both started out in AZ training out there. Um, and you know, that 2011 class, man, we, uh, we got some really special guys in there that will go down in history as some of the best at their positions. It really is a great draft. I mean, it, you know, we talk about best draft classes of all time. I don't know where you guys are on the depth of like after the first round, but if you go look at that first round of that draft and I know there's guys there, but it's, it's tough to compare every draft ever. That first round though, Cam is loaded with guys. I mean, you even got guys like Alden Smith who, didn't play a full career that I think we all thought he would, but it was awesome. I mean, like you got dudes all over that draft class and uh, how's it make you feel? JJ's retiring, man. And it's just crazy. It feels like just yesterday y'all got in the league. I know. Um, One by one, my guys are starting to retire. Uh, You know, uh, it's, it's getting, there's slim pickings out there for the 2011 draft. Um, But you know, it's, it's an honor to be part of such a, a really cool group. You know, JJ, Cam Jordan, Julio, uh, AJ Green, uh, Andy Dalton, uh, Cam Newton, Von um, Miller, Von Miller, uh, Julio, Patrick Peterson, Patrick Peterson. Uh, Oh, wait, wait, don't even let me forget this. He's not even in the first round. Richard Sermon is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. That that that's something for another show where we kind of maybe examine best draft classes ever and see where you guys rank because it. I'm not just sucking up to you. It's a good class. It's a really good class. It's Um, a special class. And, you know, I think everybody wants to, you know, every year you're thinking this could be the class. And, you know, for so many different guys to go their own way and do it their way, um, it's pretty special to see how many guys have thrived out of that class. Uh, it, It just, you know, when you see them, you're always like, yeah, you don't forget the 2011 class. No. And I also think too, what hurts you guys is, and I know Cam Newton won an MVP, but it's like, y'all don't have like the multiple quarterbacks that were like, 
you know, like where Ben's class has Rivers, Manning, and Ben, or, you know, whatever else. You guys just have, if you guys put together a team of everybody in that class, though, that's an elite team. There's guys all you over. You've got Jason Kelsey uh-huh. in that. Yeah. You, you've got so many good players. It's, it's you know, Tyron Smith. Like, it, it's unbelievable the amount of talent that's not just dedicated to the quarterback position. You can arguably say Cam Newton's one of the best. He, he is the best running quarterback. And so you look at the stats and so, you know, I know it's not the prototypical quarterback, but you know, Andy Dalton's still around. How many guys can say they've had a career that long? Um, He must be doing something right. And so I think with the amount of guys who have stayed in the league as long as they have, who have performed at a high level, it's, it's really special to see how many guys are going to wind up in the hall of fame. Well, I think Cam is injuries, right? If Cam doesn't hurt his shoulder and, and can stay healthy, I mean, there's no telling where he goes. I mean, like I said, the guy was a MVP on a 15-1 and one team that lost in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, yeah, I'm looking at this. Mark Ingram's in that class. Kyle Rudolph. I mean, you got some yeah. dudes all over. Torrey Smith. I mean, that's a, that's a good class, man. It really is. Um, all right, now I want you to be go scout here. What are the biggest similarities between TJ and JJ? You've got to play with TJ, but you watch JJ from afar. Their motor, their motor is, is identical. They both give relentless amount of energy to chasing after the ball uh, and getting after it. Um, And I think that's what makes them the pass rushes they are. Um, It might not be the first move. It might not be the second move, but they just keep going. And they're like the Energizer Bunny. uh, And that's how they play. Um, But, you know, I think that, and then I think they've got, um, they've got this one, uh, we call it the ghost where they, they show their hands and they get a little dip through. And I've seen both of them do it every single time, and it's identical. Okay, so they've been clearly been training together for the last Yes, year. for a long time. <laughs> oh, for man. For a long no. time. That's interesting, man. I'm, I'm, glad to, I'm glad you could give us a little breakdown of them. Um, yeah, we're, the- one year we're, one year we're going to have to have, like, everybody from the 2011 draft class on and then just, you know, I don't know how we'd organize that, but – there are some true studs that we got to give uh, homage to, um, and JJ's one of them. Oh, I mean, dude, JJ, you got a Pouncey brother in there, Robert Quinn, uh, Tyron Smith, Julio Jones, Patrick Peters, Ryan Kerrigan, Ryan Kerrigan, there. yeah, uh, Marcel Darius. I mean, there are dudes all over that class, man. I mean, it really is. Akeem Ayers. I mean, there's there's guys, Randall Cobb. Like, man, I'll tell you. You do have a good draft class. Like I said, I don't know where it ranks all time. Uh, we'd have to do a little deeper dive, but I definitely think you guys are up there. Mm. We'll have to do a deeper dive and find out. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think we can <laughs> we can make that work. All right, who's the better Watt though, TJ or JJ? Ooh. Or, or Derek? I don't want to throw Derek. Is Derek? Is, <sighs> yeah, I know he plays yeah. a different side of the ball, but TJ, Derek, or uh, JJ? I'm gonna say Mama Watt. Oh, Mama Watt wins. You know, I. I or or Big John, Big John, say, Big John is, is is awesome. You know, I think the parents just do an amazing job. Um, you know, I don't know if I can pick between either one because they all find different ways to shine. And um, man, that bloodline is something special. Yeah, I'd say this: if you have three kids that play professional football and go on to be as successful as all three of they have, the parents are the real MVP. Uh, yes. You don't – that's not by accident. That is something they did. <laughs> that is, you're right. I like that. The best Watts are Mama Watt and Daddy Watt for sure. Yes. Hands down.
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right. Well, you said you didn't do anything on Christmas Day, but a little not just football. You didn't watch the Lakers either? I didn't watch the Lakers. I got the, I uh, I got the update. They were up like 10 at half, and then they ended up losing by like 15. Um, yeah, oh. not good. LeBron looks great, but the AD injury, man, it's putting too much pressure on him. Yeah. They're going to have to do some type of trade or something because um, I think they said it's indefinitely he's injured. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, you don't know how long AD is going to be out. And you can't put that much on LeBron in this stage of his career. No. And I, I think, too, what sucks is AD was playing amazing before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And and him and LeBron were playing great together, but having to do so much to carry that roster, the question is, what's the move? I mean, they need shooting, but who is the shooting they go get? You know, I would have said before the season, um, you could go out and get Buddy Heald and um, what's the big man they have over there? Uh, oh, Miles Turner. Miles Turner. But they've been playing well at, in Indiana, so you're probably getting one of those guys instead of two of those guys. Um, it's going to be interesting. You're going to have to, they've been so adamant about not spending both draft picks. So if they're going to have to make a trade, there's going to be a lot more pressure to get both of those draft picks back in. All right, Cam. So another basketball topic here, we got Pelicans and Grizzlies sitting at two and three. I don't really care who you think is going to be the better team out of that one. I really just want one answer here. Who are you going with forward? For the next 10, 15 years, Zion or John Morant? Um, you know, I think Zion's got the poppier highlights, but I feel like John Morant has gotten, you know, he he's a little bit more healthier than Zion. And, you know, I think that question mark is still out there. I know he's having a heck of a year, but um, you got to go with Job, ja, man. Ja is just, he's taking the league by storm, but, I don't. I think even if you did that draft over, I think Ja goes number one to the Pelicans because because he's just that dynamic, and you know you you don't get that that many guards that do his skill set so often. So you never know. No, Ja feels almost like Russell Westbrook athleticism with. It's not Steph Curry level shooting, but better shooting than what Russ gives it gave us. Um, I'd also mm-hmm. think the injury concerns. But, but one thing I do want to say and hold you back on there, Job puts out some pretty crazy highlight. Dunks he does. And, like it, it may not be Zion level, but it's close. It ain't. 
far off. It's not Sam McGuffey level. Let's put no, it that way. No, of course not. No, I mean, let's be real. <laughs> Sam McGuffey be the best athlete in the NBA today, right now. We need to actually get Sam McGuffey on and see if he was ready for the YouTube highlights that came along with that. The thing I'll say about Sam McGuffey is we're probably the only podcast on the planet that has mentioned him this many times this year. Okay. Like I feel bad for him. He only gets talked about on this football program when you're making fun of him. I'm not making fun of him. It's just the fact that you would show me clips every time I came over your house and swore he was like the next Messiah. And so from then on, when I get a chance to mention highlights, Sam McGuffey's following the highlights. Listen. They were really good highlights, though. Like, I do want to make very clear. He was very impressive in Texas. I think I also fell in love with, like, he's a Texas high school football player. So I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the guy. Like, this is the guy who's going to take us to the next level. You're um, watching too much Friday Night Lights, pretty much. Yeah, That's I mean, you're, you're, I was, like, 17 years old, okay? I, I, I fell in love with the YouTube. You know, we had never seen what a YouTuber was at that point. Sam McGuffey would have made millions today off his YouTube clips. Yeah, we were in we were in the stage of like high school football becoming like a reality show. What was the other TV show? Uh, Hoosiers or Two a Days? You talk about the Two a Days? The kids from yes. Oh my gosh, that was pretty special. So you know we've grown since then. I say. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. We need to have a segment after every show where we just recap a show. Two a Days would be great. Like with the coach Rush Probes to actually he's coaching in Georgia. He was coaching in Georgia somewhere now, but he would just scream at the kids, go beat the piss out of them and stuff. Like he oh was, he was crazy, man. The, I don't even show, think you can find that show anymore. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can find it for sure. I think Netflix might have it. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. We need to go watch it for sure. Um, well, it, I'm glad you mentioned Sam McGuffey, Michigan. We would be crazy if we didn't talk, at least get your final four predictions. Who wins the two football games, college football playoff games this Saturday? Georgia versus Ohio State and Michigan versus TCU. Ohio State and Michigan. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Ohio State and Michigan. I don't want that. I don't want that. I I'm want good. that. I'm I good. want it. Listen, I think Michigan would beat them if they played a second time. It's just very tough to do that, and I don't want to, I don't want to have to do that. Um I'm going to go the opposite. I think Georgia beats Ohio State and then Michigan takes care of TCU. But what are we doing if Georgia and Michigan play – or if Ohio State and Michigan play each other? Uh, Well, we probably couldn't go to the game, but we will watch it. <laughs> no, we need to watch it. We need to figure out a way to either watch it together or watch it on camera together because that will be – I mean, that will be 60 minutes of just hell for me at least. I don't know about you. It will be terrible for me though. I'll, I will hate that. Yeah, we got to stream this somehow. We'll have to talk to our producers and find a way to make sure we watch this game. And, you know, if, if, if it comes to that, I will be on full tilt. I, I know. That's that. what I'm worried about. That's why I'm kind of hesitant to, like, come up to you and watch it with you because I don't want to spend the rest of the night with you if you guys win. Um, now, if Michigan wins, I would love to be celebrating in your house, but I don't know, man. I don't really want that. I'd rather play Georgia, and and if Michigan does lose, lose to my Georgia friends, not lose to the Ohio State Buckeyes. Wow. You live in Georgia, and you'd rather that to happen? Yeah, because in all reality, Jared, who's the one Georgia fan in our family, big time, he wouldn't care as much to talk shit about or talk crap, pardon me, talk crap about it. You will never let me forget it if Michigan loses that game. It won't matter what Michigan did the previous two years. So I really don't want to get to that point. But I will say if Michigan did beat Ohio State for a second time in the in the same year, oh, that would really erase everything that happened the previous 17. It's not even the same year. It's a different year. 
I mean, it's the same season. Same season, but different year. So it's the same season, and go blue, baby. We'll 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 revisit this next week. Scarlet and gray. Oh, sick. Scarlet and gray. All right. Well, this will be our last show of the year, and we want to say thank you for everybody watching and tuning in and listening. Uh, make sure you link link up and um, like and subscribe when you get a chance. Uh, Hayden, you got any New Year's resolutions? Um, not really. I mean, I, those are all so fake. If you need one of those to just to forget about it in a week, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have one. What's yours? Uh, to be a better football player and a better friend to you. Oh my God. All right. Well, because... hold on. Cut that out. <laughs> Let me re-answer this. You know, my new year's resolution is to be a better person and a better friend to you, Cam. And, oh, and, wow and lose some weight if i have to if i ever gain too much and i just want to yeah just lose some weight too i guess there you go okay i'll keep going i'll be a better husband a better father um you know a better friend try say, try to be nicer to my neighbors if i can sometimes um you know sometimes i have this resting face that just always looks so mad i want to try to, a lot you do yeah i'm gonna try to clean that up for next year and so you know if i have to start smiling a lot more I'll, I'll try to do that, and uh, hopefully I can accomplish that. Oh, and be a better podcaster. I think that's our goal, too. This is our first yes. half year into this thing. We want to yes. be better podcasters this time next year. That's the real New Year's resolution for us. Yeah, and we're going to have to get some notes from our producers or from our our fans, and you know, hopefully they can help us correct the show because they're out yes. of control. Yes, that's the goal. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, hopefully everybody has a great holiday and happy new year's to everybody. See you later. This is from uh, not just football. <laughs>